it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes discipline. And just to give you a, a few numbers on the business case, companies that leverage DEI well generate 19% more revenue through innovation. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. My name is Adam, and I'm joined, as always, with my fantastic co-host, Chloe. And in today's episode, we're joined by the co-founder and head of content and programming for the diversity movement, Jackie Ferguson. Jackie manages all diversity and inclusion content produced by TDM, including courses, videos, marketing, webinars, and podcasts. Jackie was the primary writer and researcher for the Diversity Beyond the Checkbox course and is the current host of the Diversity Beyond the Checkbox podcast. Jackie, welcome to our show this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, we are so happy to have you. We mm -hmm. love to interview and have people on who share similar passions to Adam and I and similar yes. passions to our community. So thank you again so much for joining us. Of course, of course. So let's get started. I mean, tell us yeah. about what is the diversity movement? So the diversity movement is a tech-enabled, data-driven business consultancy led by business leaders, DEI experts, mm. doctorates, and creatives that integrate diversity, equity, and inclusion into your business for better business results. I love it. Mm -hmm. And how did it come to be and come to fruition? Yeah. So it was founded by a small group of business leaders. That we found that leveraging diversity within our marketing business led to faster growth, mm. um, innovation, increased creativity. Mm. And we wanted to share the benefit of that with other organizations who weren't as organically diverse, right? That needed that instruction and like how to, how to do that, how to leverage diversity. And so what we did was create an e-learning course, you know, taking my years of experience as a writer, you know, in HR, in marketing, in uh, business process optimization, and then my background as a, you know, multiracial person going up, growing up in a multi-generational household, multi-regional <laughs> household, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I mm -hmm. had a, a natural leg up on diversity and how to have those conversations and understanding that people are starting from different points on that mm -hmm. diversity mm -hmm. journey. And so I led the build of this e-learning course 
course, while some of us were getting spun up through earning a certified diversity executive designation, talking to a lot of um, experts in the field. And we created this course, which then marketed and sold to organizations all over the US. The next thing though was, okay, great. This is great, but what's next, right? Right, So that's how the diversity movement was born. and, And that's how we started consulting. And see, Jackie, I think you hit on something that I always consult my small business owners about, especially who want to go into consulting, right? Um, And I ask them, I say, so what's your product? And they're like, the knowledge in my head. And I'm like, in 15 (laughs) years, when you want to retire, you can't sell your brain, right? Absolutely. And so you see a lot of these consultancies kind of start off with a bang, Mm -hmm. right? And then they're gone inside five years because they've never had a product. And what I just heard you lay out, and I want all of our small business owners, especially those in the consulting arena, to hear what Jackie just said. They created a course first, so they had something to sell. They had a commodity. It wasn't just Jackie trying to sell her knowledge. It was Jackie putting her knowledge into a product that then can be sold. That's the key to success, especially in that vertical. That's fan- that is a fantastic story to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when you talk about also just get, being able to scale your business. So mm-hmm. even when you talk about you can't sell your brain, you right. also can't be in a hundred places at once. Right. So- until, until somebody perfects cloning, uh, that's <laughs> never going to be a business model, right? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, that's fantastic. I love hearing those type of stories. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's so important to establish credibility early on. Right. You know, that's yes. how you're able to grow yes. your business. Um, and and being able to to see, to read, to listen to things that mm-hmm. provide that ability for you to prove your credibility first yep. is important, right. I think, in growing a new business. I think so too. I think so too. So outside of the courses, outside of the courses that you've created, can you talk to us a little bit about how you sort of from a consulting perspective help businesses and entrepreneurs? you know, um, just on a regular basis after they've taken the courses then and want to maybe try to implement them. Talk to us a little bit about your consulting model and how you help them. Sure. So the diversity movement helps businesses leverage the power of truly integrated diversity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion within their businesses. So if you think about DEI, it ties to every single KPI in your business from productivity to profitability, from revenue generation to retention. And so what we like to do is make sure that we're getting into an organization and learning about the organization before we start making recommendations, right? Mm. So we get in, we start looking at, you know, your digital footprint. We start looking at your policies. We talk to employees, we do surveys and really get ingrained in what the culture is currently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we can make recommendations based on where you are. Because, you know, with DEI, it's not a one size fits all, right? People are Mm -hmm. at different points on that journey. Organizations are at different points on that journey. So we need to understand what's going on within the organization so we can make recommendations for the low hanging fruit that we can make sure that we're leveraging good um, opportunities for success quickly and early. And then as we're making those long-term plans uh, for organizations for sustainable results. So when you think about, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you have when you're talking to some of these organizations, because, Mm. you know, you may have to have some tough conversations, you know, when you're like going in and doing that, you know, initial sort of discovery and assessment and really, you know, making sure that you're sharing with them some of, you know, the pitfalls that you see in their organization. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about how you handle that and what are some of the biggest challenges that you see that organizations struggle with from a diversity perspective? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's such a great question. And, you know, what I see is one, 
very often what happens is organizations are looking for that quick hit, right? That one workshop that's going to check the box for them. The, the, the silver bullet, right? That's exactly yeah. right. And that is not how you implement EI strategies. So that's one. The second thing is, um, you know, organizations often fail to measure the results that they're achieving. Right. And so you need to understand first, have a baseline, right? To understand where your organization is and then continue to measure results, measure growth, and then communicate those results. That's so important because very often DEI is led from the top. The consultants are at the top Mm -hmm. and it's not trickling down through the organization. You need to be continually communicating what you're doing, why you're doing it, how -hmm. you're making progress, things that that didn't go as expected and, and you need to regroup on it. All of that creates an authenticity that matters to your organization. And then I would say finally is, you know, reassessing and and making mm-hmm. those necessary changes based on uh, the measurement, right? You, I think it was Peter Drucker that said, you you can't change what you don't measure. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, you know, here, so yeah, exactly. And so here, you know, you've got to measure and then you've got to say, okay, this worked, this didn't work great. These are the things that we're doing to improve. And I think that companies really respond to that. And then the last thing I would say, just to add one more is often organizations have, you know, they have these lofty goals Mm -hmm. and they need to really start small, deliberate and make incremental progress. Because if you take on too much at once and then you're not able Mm -hmm. to, you know, meet those goals, your organization can get, you know, frustrated with it. Right. So you want to start small. That is so true. That is so true. So Jackie, I heard you say a lot of interesting things in there. And if you don't mind for a second, I kind of like to work through and unpack a few of them real fast. Um, The very first thing I heard you say was, and I think this is fascinating, that it's what we used to call in the military tone and tenor from the top and that the consultant sits at the top of this pyramid, food chain, whatever we want to call it, right? How then do you guys work with the corporation? Because I tell you, when I have seen DE&I fail in corporate America, you've brought in consultants. I'm not saying this is you guys. I'm just saying in general, when I've seen this fail, yeah, they brought in consultants, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, here is your DE&I program. Boom, great unveiling. But guess what? It doesn't sound like feel like, taste like the corporation you're working in. And you're like, this feels so artificial. Not that I don't want to do Dean. You talk to any of the employees they are like, yes, we want this. We, we want right. to know all of this. We want to have this here. It's a great thing. We're on yeah. board. But then you get the program and you're like, this is so not us. It's not even funny. How do you guys really get into that corporate culture and make sure that the program you leave at company A is not so cookie cutter that it's the exact thing at company B, because that's when you run into failure in this arena. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I could not have said that better. And, you know, the, you. the situation is you really have to get into a company and, mm-hmm. and talk to the employees. Yes. We make it important to talk to everyone that we can from your board of directors to your mm-hmm. interns and everyone mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. so, and, and really get a cross section of how, what the sentiment is in your organization mm-hmm. around the culture, around the leadership. And, mm-hmm. you know, before we make recommendations, so we like to ingrain ourselves in your team and mm-hmm. really understand your team before we start See, making recommendations. That's awesome. Yeah, it's important to make, you know, goals like what what are the the general goals that you want to achieve and communicate those and then share, you know, why these random people are coming into your organization (laughs) and talking to you and asking these questions. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to um, really understand organization before you can make those good 
recommendations. And and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you said. A lot of times you get this PDF of, you know, how to establish a DE program and Mm -hmm. it it needs to be authentic and feel authentic to your organization. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, And I hope everybody who is listening to this podcast just heard this exchange with Jackie. (laughs) This, well, and I'll say this because the, the, the expression in corporate America is nobody got fired for hiring the big four consultants. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. It is my experience that you don't get this level of personalization with those programs. They have yeah. their place. They have their, their, their mission, not saying you shouldn't use them, but when we're talking about something like this, that is truly going to ingrain itself into your culture, that it's truly going to strengthen you from within. You need to look at consultancies like this that have that capacity to slow down, ingrain themselves. I love it that she said that. Yes. And really understand what makes your business tick. Otherwise, it's never going to work. It's never going to stick. It'll last a few months, but then it'll peter out uh, like a lot of initiatives we see. Yeah. But Jackie, the other thing I want to unpack yeah. is kind of something that Chloe and I say all the time, and that is E&I, you have to have intentionality and transparency. Yes. And I heard that come through in this big time. So can you talk to us a little bit more um, so that our listeners don't just think it's something that uh, Chloe and I like to beat them with. Um, <laughs> talk to us about intentionality and transparency and how you have to have that for a successful mm-hmm. DEI program. Absolutely. So when you think about intentionality, you know, you're thinking about what are the goals that you want to accomplish with your DEI initiatives? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do those relate to every piece of your business? Yeah. And you've got to really plan that out and set those goals out. And then how do you achieve those? How do you, how are you holding your leaders accountable? How are you holding your employees accountable? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with transparency is, you know, this is change management, just like it is. Oh man. Yes. What, what makes it, you know, complicated is, you know, people are adverse to change in general, Mm -hmm. but when you also introduce how they've been taught, how they've been um, you know, we've all been programmed through family, friends, media, and, and the narratives, right, around mm-hmm. other people that we're told. You've got to combat those as well. Yeah. And so it's complicated. And so uh, making sure that you're communicating and transparent about what your goals are and why, this is difficult work. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It takes time. And it's it's okay that it takes time. It's okay that you make mistakes. It's okay that, you know, you've got to take this journey one step at a time. And being okay. able to be vulnerable as an organization, which is, you know, counterintuitive, right? And say, you know, oh, this man. is where we've got it right. This is where we've got it wrong. And these mm-hmm. are the steps we're taking to correct it. Um, that's so important. And it matters to your employees mm-hmm. to know what you're doing, why, and then also what's in it for them, right? Because yeah. we mm-hmm. talk about that in a very broad term. You know, when people think about DEI, they think about it helping the culturally diverse people or the employees with disabilities mm-hmm. or, you know, but DEI is beneficial for an entire business for everyone. Yes. Because you want to have a culture where everyone feels valued, included, where you can leverage the diversity of, of thought, yeah. um, diversity of experience yeah. to have more innovation, more creativity, better problem solving. And that's everyone. So making sure that you're communicating with inclusion in mind is also important. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree I with could you. not agree more. So well said. Thank you so much. So well said. So well said, because I just definitely think companies struggle with that. I think they, I think they struggle just with that initial 
first step too. It's oh, like, yes. well, we want to do something. We don't really know why. We don't know how it's how much it's going to cost right. us. We right. don't know. I mean, so how can companies begin to sort of think about enacting sort of this deep systematic change within? I mean, we talk about you. You said it yourself. Change management of of just yeah. launching something. That. Like, how do they? Mm-hmm. If if I'm a CEO of of you know maybe it's a 2,500 to 30,000. I mean, obviously companies who have 30,000 employees should have a DAE and I program. They better or yeah, or please call higher ground. We'd be glad to help you out. (laughs) Well, or you, but those companies who are sort of at that tipping point, right? So those ones that are at about 2,500 to 5,000 employees, they're getting bigger. Their customers are starting to require it from them. You know, their employees, they're starting to see, you know, just different Mm -hmm. changes. How do they initially say like, you know, what are our goals? What, what is our first step? I mean, oftentimes I just see people try to hire someone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a misstep, you know, because you don't really give them very much. You're like, yes, go build our program, you know? And and, I mean, talk to us about what that first critical step is. Yes, please. Exactly right. That's a great question. You know, I think it's um, around education. So you Mm -hmm. you want Mm -hmm. to understand the business case. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because it's hard. Mm -hmm. right? The work is, it takes time. It takes commitment. It takes discipline. And just to give you a a few numbers on the business case, companies that leverage DEI well generate 19% more revenue through innovation. Wow. And that's something. And people are always looking for the X factor, the next big thing. That's just doing the right thing. And look at what it does for a business multiplier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then another statistic, and I always like to lead with statistics because that's what keeps it going when the work gets hard and you're like, you Mm -hmm. know, this this is a tough day. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. It's because it benefits your business. Another statistic is employees that are happy at work are 13% more productive. That's like getting an extra hour of work per day. Yeah. 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 And if you think yeah. about that from a profitability standpoint, yes, getting an hour more of work per day from each employee that you have, mm-hmm. right? And depending mm-hmm. on the size of your business, you're talking about larger businesses, but that mm-hmm. can have an impact on a very small business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An hour oh, yeah. of extra work per day per employee mm-hmm. it really changes the profitability of your business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- it changes it because their attitudes and their outlook are different. They feel appreciated. They feel included. They feel like their voices are being heard and that their yep. contribution is, is, is valued within the oh, organization. Yes, right. So yes. um, I just love that. And I love that you share those statistics. I mean, I'm all about ROI. And a lot of times, you know, you're right. talking to leaders and you're talking to C-suite and those are the things that really resonate with them. And oftentimes I see as from a, from a DE&I perspective and, and supplier diversity, it's like, oh, well, we should be doing this because it's the right thing. Well, we all know that, but sometimes yeah. that's not the driver. It's, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it, it's, yes. you can't just yes. stop there, unfortunately. You know, okay. so, I mean, when we're talking to leaders, We've got to be able to put some numbers and statistics around productivity and multipliers of your business and just all of Mm -hmm. these other various things. 
Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, you know, Adam mentioned about your podcast. Tell us about yes. diversity beyond the checkbox. What, what, what's it all about? Yes. So diversity beyond the checkbox is a podcast that focuses on interviewing uh, individuals in different areas of business, different industries. We talk about uh, DEI from a individual standpoint, from a corporate Mm. standpoint. And it's, you know, I, I just love talking to the individuals that I've got on there because there are so many different perspectives and DEI is just so interwoven within mm-hmm. every industry at yeah. every level. And what, you know, whether I'm talking to an entrepreneur with a coffee shop that employs people with disabilities or, you know, a leader of a, a large financial institution, you know, it's, it's so interesting that the different insights that are provided um, yeah. at different levels. And so, it's, mm-hmm. I learned so much by asking the questions and, and really enjoy sharing um, those thought processes with uh, the listeners that we have for diversity beyond the checkbox. Yeah. And, and of course, everybody's going to be looking forward to the episode where uh, Breaking Barriers, <laughs> Building a Higher Ground is also featured on Beyond the Checkbox as well. Love it. I would love that. Yes. A shameless plug, Adam. Yes. No, yes thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie, um, Adam also mentioned just your writing. And mm-hmm. I, I want to just kind of talk a little bit about your journey before getting to, to where you are now, starting the podcast yeah. and TDM. Talk to us a little bit about what led you to where you are now. So I always say that I was born into diversity because as I mentioned earlier, you know, sitting around the dinner table, right? Mm -hmm. My family processed current event differently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just at the dinner table because everyone processes information through their own lens of experience, right? Yeah, As I've got multi, you know, my grandparents lived with us. um, So I was fortunate to have that. My parents were, you know, an interracial couple, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, my parents were from the North. My grandparents grew up in the South. And Mm. so- Every wow. thing that all those different perspectives. Right? Yeah, that's a so lot. interesting. And the the way that I was able to process information from these different perspectives allowed me to be, I think, a better listener, mm-hmm. which in turn allowed me to be a better teacher. Mm-hmm. And so as I go through, you know, everything that I do with the, the writing and the content for the diversity movement is about taking people on this learning journey mm-hmm. from wherever they are. And so having that, you know, background has helped me be able to say, okay, where are people on this journey? Mm-hmm. And then how do I get them to, um, you know, a point of understanding of this new thing, mm-hmm. right. Or this complicated thing. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's, you know, it's been a great start and, you know, as a writer, you know, I, you have to just pick people up from wherever they start again, thinking about what they know, what they need to know, and then also mm-hmm. giving them the psychological safety to mm. explore, um, new and then wow. uncomfortable topics and be vulnerable mm-hmm. in their learning. Right. And it's, it's so important to be able to do that. And so it, it's all about taking the time to think about where a person is on that journey. And then mm-hmm. my background just gave me uh, the leg up to understand that people are at different points. Yeah. I love, I love psychological safety to explore new concepts. That is huge. I mean, that's yeah. absolutely huge, you know, because a lot of the times in D&I, I mean, you meet people that you're like, wow, there's a lot of resistance here, but they've just never thought about it. 
That's right. right. You know, and that's what I'm finding out is as as we all all go down this path, the DEI, that there are people just who never thought about it. So I love that concept. I'm going to start pondering on that myself now of giving psychological safety to process this new information I've just given Absolutely. you. Um, yeah. That is that is a great takeaway. It definitely is. I mean, and I think that your background definitely helped with you just empathizing with people mm-hmm. from different sort of walks and different places and just your the emotional intelligence that I think you've developed even from the writing and talking mm-hmm. to all these people. I mean, you just seem like you have a breadth of knowledge and companies should Love definitely it. be looking for consultants that are as intentional um, about, you know, just overall systematic diversity and inclusion. And there was something else that you said when you were talking about your family that we don't really talk about as much, but mm. the generational, you know, multi-generational yeah. diversity yeah. and how critical that is like in a component. Mm-hmm. I often hear now, you know, companies are like, you know, how do we get the millennials engaged? How do we do this? How do we do that? But you've got all these, other, you've got a multi-generational workforce that you need to be yes. considering yes. at every point. And yes. there, I mean, we definitely need, you know, the advice and the, the counsel of people who've gone before mm-hmm. us. And I think oftentimes companies now are missing some of that, but when you were describing the situation at your dinner table, I was just thinking about how much knowledge is shared in those moments and companies need to, you know, sort of think about how they can create those scenarios and community yeah. within their organizations. Yeah, Absolutely. just the life experience there. I mean, because the one thing that we do see is that, I mean, we do see events in a cyclical pattern, right? Mm. And to have that experience that's already there is so an amazing, an amazing lamp in the darkness. That is awesome. So Jackie, um, this is our last question for you. You know, when you think about sort of up and coming businesses, how important do you think, you know, because oftentimes we see companies thinking about DNI as sort of an afterthought, like, oh, we need to develop this now as they've developed everything else, right. you know, after everything and the foundation is laid. How important is it for these companies to sort of ingrain DEI in the onset of sort of just their overall mission and strategy? Absolutely. Well, when you think about up and coming businesses, you you want to be intentional about building your culture from the ground up. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to do that than writing the ship right? When you're Mm -hmm. off course. So being intentional about the culture that you want to build and working towards that, you know, for entrepreneurs, your business is your baby, right? You want to grow, you want to thrive. And as our society becomes more and more diverse, you've got to understand and how to um, lead culturally diverse people. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to market to culturally diverse people mm-hmm. because that's the way of society. That's how it's, that's how it's trending. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, how you're thinking about business is changing because you have to embrace diversity because mm-hmm. society is becoming more and more diverse. Mm-hmm. And so if you want your business to thrive and be able to lead in your industry, you've got to be able to recruit diverse talent, right? Every Everyone wants to recruit the best and the brightest, mm-hmm. right? There isn't an entrepreneur around that doesn't want to raise their hand to that. Absolutely. But you've got to understand that as society becomes more diverse, the best and the brightest are diverse. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so, true. So yep, true. That's right. And so every part of your business can benefit from DEI, especially, you know, if as you're creating that culture, um, that new culture for entrepreneurs. But even as you get into, you know, larger and larger organizations, more established organizations. Um, you know, you've got to understand how to lead, market to, um, and and inspire um, culturally diverse people, and that's mm-hmm. 
you know, that's the way our society is trending. So it's it's an imperative. Mm -hmm. It's an imperative. Yes. If you want to lead the way and see double digit growth, DE&I needs to be at the forefront. Yes, it does. As we've talked about before, it's got to be part of your overall business strategy. It can't be an add-on, a bolt-on or a, oh yeah, let's do this. It's got to be truly an integrated part of that strategy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jackie. Thank you both so much. Awesome to have you. Yes. And be sure to keep up to date with Jackie and all of her work by connecting with her on LinkedIn at Jackie Mm -hmm. Ferguson or checking out her website at www.thediversitymovement.com. And Jackie, where else can our listeners find you? Yes, you can also uh, follow the Diversity Beyond the Checkbox podcast anywhere you uh, listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I encourage you to do that and, and look forward to connecting. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out our previous Breaking Barriers show and tune in next time. Thank you again, Jackie. that has been a pleasure. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.